0: Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes.
1: Wolfman's got
0: They're coming to get you, Barbara.
1: Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you! You're listening to the Jersey cool
0: hey everybody what's up and welcome back to another episode with the jersey ghouls
1: that's my noise maker happy new year (laughs) nailed it (laughs) happy 2022 oh my gosh happy new year everybody my gosh the garbage dumpster fire which was the past two years i am ready i'm ready for a whole new year and uh, I'm hoping this one will be less of a dumpster fire. I'm sure it'll be a dumpster fire. Oh,
0: yeah. Maybe yeah. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to say that I can see the future, but um, I don't think it's going to be too much different than the last year. <laughs> there might be peaks and valleys, but I'm thinking we're still par for the course of like 2021. No. I know you no know, 2.0.
1: Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to all the anti-vaxxers who are ruining it for all of us. And if you are still listening to the show and you're Woo! an anti-vaxxer, kindly go fuck yourself because really, let's be honest, none of them could possibly be left at this point. <laughs> um, oh, we just lost like, oh, there the numbers go down. There they go, oh. Jackie. Oh, a, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, I
0: we I'm are dumb. both vaxxed, we are both yeah. boosted and both of us uh, suffered the consequences of the booster. But you know what? That's better than getting COVID and spreading it to our loved ones. So Show eat my
1: not. ass. <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Agreed. I'm especially excited because the entire Pona clan is happily vaccinated as we head into the New Year. So I am, I'll i take it. Um, but anywho, Jackie, tell me a little bit about your take on New Year's. I have, I have a very hate-hate relationship with New Year's, but I'm curious. Do you do resolutions, first of all? You know what? I
0: always say that I'm not going to do resolutions and I'm not going to be that person. But I have found in the last few years that I have, and last year Mm. I made a resolution and I actually stuck with it. I I don't even want to say I made a resolution. I made a goal. The books? Yeah, Yeah, it was the books. I made a goal for myself. I wanted to read more. And I said, I want to read 20 books in 2021. And I squeaked by, squeaked by, but I got I read 20 books this year, which makes me it. feel really good because it's a, it's a hobby that I absolutely love. And I forced myself to make time for it. And really what it's, that's what it comes down to. I, I needed to just kind of prioritize and instead of coming home from work and being a couch potato, which is wonderful. And I still yeah. have made plenty of time to be a couch potato.
1: That's an important hobby as well. In
0: my but I also made time to read. So I hit my goal. I nice. have this other resolution that I have every single year
1: snuggle me more cuz that should be on your resolution it should be it, you yeah. know what it is right. every year
0: it's yeah. snuggle more snuggle so more the resolution that i had um unfortunately i really can't do in these crazy times but my resolution for the last few years has always been um actually spend time with like my facebook friends cuz i have a t- i have like 500 hmm. fucking friends on facebook and i really in person spend time with none of them even if it's something as simple as let's go get a cup of coffee. Let's go grab lunch or dinner somewhere. Just a physical in-person interaction with one of my friends. Cause like, again, I I think there might be three people on my Facebook list that I've never met in person, but like, I know them from the internet kind of thing. Like they're oh, internet that's friends. That's adorable. Yeah. Everybody else they're either old high school friends, college friends, just people in my life. And every year, like I always say, I'm like, that's going to be my resolution is I'm going to spend more time, more face-to-face time with my actual friends. Um, but pandemic and I get it. So maybe 2023 will be the year that I make more time for the friends in my life in person.
1: I love you for that. That's adorable. I'm actually of the, I want to see even less of the people I know in 2021, (laughs) which again, I'm just more, as the older I get, the more introverted and curmudgeonly I get. But no, I think that's really cute. I I would love, there are certain people who are on my social media and people who I haven't seen in in a while that I miss terribly. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. Maybe next year. There's always always next year. Um, Yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with resolutions myself. I feel like it puts undue pressure on you. It yeah. makes you feel bad when you don't achieve it. So I like to, to start resolutions that I know it can achieve. Like for example, in 2021, I hope to curse even more than I already do, which is, I think I can do it. And this year I'm sticking to my goals, people, okay? Um. I am also, my other big one is of course, and I, I'm sure most people out there can, can relate. I always do the, I'm gonna work out so hard this year. Like yeah. I get so oh, buff yeah. and I get oh, so yeah. big. I'm gonna and lose then- so
0: much weight in 2022. <laughs>
1: But uh, my gym really enjoys collecting my money every month, I'm sure of it, because I'm definitely one of those people who just- I
0: was smart enough to go through the elaborate process of canceling my gym Mm -hmm. membership. Mm -hmm. You had to do it like three months in advance with a certified- letter and I think like a vial of blood yeah. of your firstborn sacrifice, and, and right? Like, sacrifice I did. I to the gods through, of the
1: of the gym, right? I no? went through the <laughs>
0: shit show so they could no longer take twenty dollars a month from me. And I, I no longer feel guilty because the gym that I belonged to was legitimately in front of my home. And I I I passed the gym every single day to and from work. So I felt just utter guilt every single day, not stepping foot in that gym. But yeah, I, I went through and I canceled and now I am guilt-free and large. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I go through like my entire year, I go through like ebb and flow with the gym. Like I'll go through like a solid month where I'm really good and then I'll go to stop and then I'll go two months with, you know, like so it's like if to be fair, the whole year is ups and downs with me and my relationship with the gym. It's by far the most, the most uh the the most dangerous and problematic relationship in my life. But I you know, I'm I feel
0: it. I feel bad for the people that consistently go to the gym that enjoy working out. I feel, I feel bad for those people in January because I'm sure they're walking into the gym and they're <laughs> yep. like, fuck you, fuck you, are, yep. fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. Yeah, like, that has last, to be their mentality. I
1: mean, silver lining in the last two weeks. You know what I'm yeah. saying?
0: Like <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't imagine you walk into the gym on January 2nd and you are legitimately someone that enjoys going to the gym. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be a shit yeah. show to see all these like rando people like, yeah. Oh Christ. What are you doing? Like Here hell get, hell off are right? machine, get off my machine!
1: And I'm that person. I'm that, yeah. that person. <laughs> that they're selling off. Um, so, as of course, as you've gathered, everyone, this is our very special New Year's Eve episode. I can't believe we've never done a New Year's like episode. This is a long time. ago. Well, I coming. think
0: we've we've kind of learned the don't do a holiday movie on the holiday. I think I think we've tried and failed a couple times with a few of those. Yeah, we, we do have like a lost April Fool's Day episode out there somewhere we
1: where did. we reviewed that movie. <laughs> I'm sure whatever, whatever happened that it never got aired. I'm sure it's on me, whatever that was. Um, but I got to tell you, I hate New Year's Eve. I, I really, really do. I do. I loathe it. I loathe any holiday where there's pressure to have a good time. Like same thing. My my, This is the same beef I have with the 4th of July. Don't tell me I have to party and have fun. Uh, you know
0: what? I don't, I don't really mind it. Um, I actually have a lot of good memories from new year's mm, eve okay. i used to hang with my my grandmother my mom oh my god uh, me too. Or my grandmother on my mom's side my i call her mim um she passed away gosh it'll be almost 10 years now but i used to spend every new year's eve with her my parents went out and partied and i would stay with mim and like we used to have our traditions we always made sugar cookies with the royal icing you know we always she always got one of those um Hickory Farms gifts, so we always had like cheese and summer sausage and crackers and stuff. It was our jam. We watched Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve, and then you know we chilled, and then whenever we went to bed, we went to bed. Like so, I have I have very good memories of New Year's Eve, and and now you know my anniversary with Chad is New Year's Day. So it's always just kind of a fun lead up to when midnight hits, it's kind of more significant now. Like, you know, you always kiss your significant other on New Year's Eve, but it's extra special for us because now it's our anniversary. So Oh, see, that's you know, very sweet. No, no, I've—I guess I have—I yeah. have a good relation, good memories, and, yeah. and good, good, good times with New Year's Eve. I
1: have a—I have good memories of childhood growing up with the same thing. I would be with my Owella. She was always a party, like she was a dance in the, in the streets, get drunk on Budweiser kind of gal. I was here for it. I always tell my favorite story of New Year's Eve is one of the traditions in, in a Cuban household is you take a big giant bucket of water and you splash it out the front door to wash away the old year right now one of my favorite parts of this story was that inevitably on December 31st pre-global warming it was always freezing my mom would come home drunk uh, in heels and it would be like a sheet of ice just right in front of our house because we would have just dumped a giant bucket of water out the front door so one of my favorite things on New Year's Eve is remembering my mom coming in the house drunk and cursing about the water we had just thrown down, not only out the door, but down the steps too. So it was of like course. literally just like a, a treacherous hole. Um, I Yeah, I, I get it. I just, I don't like any holiday where it's like a pressure to have a good time. Having like No, I get, be, I get that. That, yeah. that makes
0: sense. Cause it's like, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. Right,
1: like I don't want, it's, uh, the best nights are never the nights where you have to have a or and good time. And having kids really throws a, a, a wrench into the whole like, I'm a stay up late and party vibe for right. for all my my the, our listeners with friends you know what I'm talking about um the other before we get started with the movies I have one more uh, new year's fun fact I did a little research mm-hmm. because I am definitely one of those people who when old legs i because Kazan I definitely just mouth words that are nonsensical I'm like should all the that's how I sing that song um so I did a little research and I okay. learned about the rich history of old legs i which translates to long time ago or time long gone from 1788 it is the Scottish poem by Robert Burns who uh puts out this poem as basically like clickbait for for the new year like he knew what he was doing he's like I want this to be the thing we all say at new year's like he was very self-aware in creating this poem um it is a debate of how to best balance the memories of your past with your with your determination for the present and that's why the opening is should old acquaintances be forgotten i i yeah. don't know should all your old memories go away should all you just write off the past is it a whole new day answer is no it's way more complicated than that everybody it's, yeah
0: i was gonna say that's yeah. not a yes or no
1: <laughs> no it is not and, and robert burns acknowledged that the 12 other verses that nobody cares about to that song right. And then, of course, America, being America, we bastardized it, we made it our own, and we started a tradition where really we do it in America way more than any other country, including Scot- uh, Scotland, where it came from. So there it is, everybody. There's the history of All lead sign You're welcome. There we go. I hope you enjoy mumbling the words drunkenly, as always, uh, next year and every year after. So tonight, Jackie, what are we talking about?
0: So we are going to be completely on theme Oops. and watching two gems from 1980. Gems. Yeah,
1: gems. gems. <laughs> Let's not throw New the word gems around loosely. New Year's Evil and Terror Train. That's right. One year before we graced this planet. Well, no, technically for me, one year before I graced the planet. I was in the belly. You were in the belly, right? We were both in the belly, it's safe to say, in the 1980s. Ni- no, oh, no, I was not you in the belly. Yeah, in you're the right. Belly. I brewed up. I grew, up. I grew up for the 1981. Um, these two movies graced us. Of course, National Treasure, Scream Queen, OG, bow down everybody to jamie lee curtis is in one of these in terror train and then new year's evil which just i'll save my thoughts all right let's talk about what do you want to talk about first let's talk about new year's evil because yeah. i feel like that's going to be like a short and sweet um like appetizer to
0: it actually is, talk it, to it, about. you know what movie. just
1: like on a real good new year's party you want to start with a little something light you start with the drinks you know you make a little yeah. mixture you don't want to start just chugging the whiskey just yet that's going to no. be you're going to get sloppy and dirty. You want to save that for later on in the night. That's why we'll save Terror Train in all its deliciousness for a second. I agree. I agree. <laughs> all right. So I have to say, this was my first watch of this. What a bananas movie. Same. <laughs> I've never seen this movie these. before. <laughs> Me neither. And this one's definitely way more New Year's Eve than Terror Train is. Terror Train mentions New Year's Eve once and never gets back.
0: To yeah. That. I mean, if you aren't really paying attention, you don't know that Terror Train is taking place around New Year's Eve or right, on New uh, Year's Eve, New like Year's New evil. Year's Evil, if you didn't just, listen to the song uh, during the opening credits and then five New minutes Year's later, Year's the same exact song being played on
1: stage. Cause it's evil and it's New Year's <laughs> evil. It's the punk, rip. never, never have I saw such great lyrics <laughs> in this <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> um, All
0: right. I don't even so, know what to say about New Year's evil. You know, here's my thing. New Year's evil had an interesting concept on paper i don't think they quite
1: executed it that's fair so just in case anybody's unfamiliar the plot of the movie is that there is a serial killer who is terrorizing a dj slash vj slash woman hosting dick clark's new year's eve for punk people in california which i gotta tell you this did look like a party i'd want to go to i'm just gonna throw it out there the punks were weird they were mean The the mosh pit was too much. Like it was, I was overwhelmed by her party. This,
0: all this woman fit into a punk rock scene the way that I would fit in at like a fucking Eminem concert. Like it is, it is no go. Like I
1: think you would fit in swimmingly at an Eminem uh, <laughs> concert for the record. Love like spaghetti. she,
0: she was <laughs> like, you know, they, they talk about her. Like when they introduce her, like she's the most punk rockinest, hard rockin that new me-wash. wave. Her name is blaze. And she's got on fucking blush for days. Right. <laughs> and then she comes out and she's like, Hey, it's
1: time to rock. Do you guys Edge want to roll. rock? Yeah, no, she, listen, I am all about a woman in her 40s getting a lead role as the hot vixen final girl. Like, I'm all about it. She's got a kid who's like 50. She's like, she's old. She's old Magoo. And I'm, and she is the, the punk rock. Like, it's like when all of our favorite B actors put on their costumes from the 80s. Only now, like that's what this movie's like. She's like one of those bee queens still wearing her punk rock outfit, even though it's now At a con. Yeah. Even though <laughs> it's way too late. She's like 50, this woman. But you know what? I'm happy to see a 50-year-old. Even if her blush and her you know what?
0: I'll give her, her that. Brush. I didn't think of that, and I will give her that credit There, yeah. you know what? She's her mom, and all of right. her
1: blush like girl just fake it like put a safety glue a safety pin to your cheek or something something. like you gotta look pug if you're gonna be the voice of pug rock like listen if somebody meets us in person we we try to put on we put on a little horror shirt you know we brush our hair that day we try to lean in we know we're podcasters we know we're not here for our beautiful faces but at least we lean into the role you know the least she could do is lean in a little bit, try to be a little punk rock. And then she gets out there and she's like skanking, but really she's just doing like the white person, like two steps. Yeah, like, she's doing like a white mom thing. like the she, Carlton, She's like. like the
0: white mom chaperoning your fucking dances. She's trying to just keep the beat. Dude, she looked like punk rock Barbie. Like they came out with like a new wave Barbie that had like blue eyeshadow 1980s, and like a really yeah, tight 90s. dress that I got one year for Christmas. And my father literally was like, What she's a hooker now? Like my dad was so mad that I got this Barbie because she looked a hooker. And you know what? Yeah, she looked like a hooker. She she kind of did. I watched CSI. She looked
1: like a hooker. You You know know what? That's fair. (laughs) And there is a thin line between the two, isn't there? And and that's a that's a point I want to make about how much I hated this movie because I have to say I hated this movie. I was so worked up. I liked it until I realized who the killer was, and then I liked it until he did what he did. But once he did, I hated it, like, with every fiber of my being. And I'm sure you're not surprised at all.
0: I didn't, I can't say that I, like, categorically hated this movie. Okay. I, it was boring. I was just bored. I checked the there was a constantly. Lot like, I was just like, rock like, yeah. I'll never watch it again. No. Like, this just was not, what that? Like I, said, I think it had yeah. an interesting concept of, the whole point is, the punk rocker woman is in California. And this evil guy calls her at on her like fucking telethon, punk rock telethon, and says at midnight. Why were I mean, there they kill somebody.
1: phones? Like, why was yeah, it? A telethon? Like, people are
0: supposed to be like calling in with like their favorite song of the year or something. <laughs> and so, like, from New York through all the time zones, the guy keeps killing and like tape recording him killing people so he can prove he killed them. And it's like, like I said, it's an interesting lead up to think that you know. So New York midnight is nine o'clock LA. So then 10 o'clock LA and then 11 o'clock LA, like all the way up to midnight. And the Good midnight is to be, lesson. I'm going for you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Of yeah. all those time zones. Interesting concepts. Stupid execution. Yeah. Now, okay. So there's, there's a call. Of course there's red herrings, but not really because you see the face of the killer from, from get go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the reveal is that it turns out it's her ex-husband. Right. So the first, I mean, there's a lot of things to unpack. My first thought here is Scream definitely stole the voice thing from this movie. Um, I, I there, You will never convince me that Wes Craven was in, in somewhere in his subconscious remembering this movie. The problem was in 1980, voice recorders were not what they are today. So this guy had to like literally shove a, a piece of like, he had like a voice tube in, his mouth, in his mouth, like all up in there. And then he'd have to be like, it was so bad like the voice changing like he needed you know when you're a kid and you buy a goofy voice changer and one's like the alien and it's like yeah yeah he needed to like change the setting to the other so, i said yeah. that
0: i i said that i made the joke that he sounded like peewee in peewee's big adventure when he was like <laughs> mr hermit you have a telephone call at the front it was. desk. He, That's what it really was. It, he, he never changed that.
1: it from the alien setting. Like yeah. it was just like, know I'm going to kill you. And it was really hard to take him seriously because the voice was silly. Yeah. And he called her and again, very scream in my opinion. I thought like, and yeah. he called her and he announced his crimes. And then here's the other rub in 1980. You're going to record all of your, your murders, which is very, I mean, listen, you do you. It's very like serial killer cool. But the problem is you got to bring a whole boom box with you everywhere you go. Yes, yeah, so this is 1980. Just... So
0: dude is packing
1: the giant silver boom box. Yep. With, Walking around at you know, a bar with it. Like he just takes yeah. it everywhere. And I got to tell you, it's not, it's it's inconvenient in my opinion. It's inconvenient. Um, I have to say the one kill that really made me giggle though, was the woman in the car. And here's why. So he, w- the killer uh, commits his first murder. Then he picks up a woman in a bar and much to his chagrin, she brings her bestie when he invites her to go to a party. He's going to murder her, right? So he's like, come with me to this party. She's like, all right, strange dude. I've never met. Hang tight a second. I'm going to go pee and then I'll leave with you. And then she comes with her bestie, which is a boss move, yeah, right?
0: She even said, she was like, I'm going to bring my roommate. Cause you why I am I like? going to go off with a strange guy by myself? Right.
1: Like she knows what's up. <laughs> But here's my favorite part: as he's driving around now with these two women in the car, and he's salty because he was only supposed to have one to murder. The girl who he's supposed to be on the date on is so cringy, and is like, "I'm I'm so transcendental," and then I'm zen, and then and the best friend has the best line: she's every single one of us watching our friends on a bad first date because she's like do you ever shut up? Like, do you ever know when to stop talking? And I was like, Whoa! I loved it. I laughed for like 10 minutes. And then I was really pissed when the best friend got killed too, because I was like, I like her. I want to hang with her. She called yeah. her friend out on the middle of the date. It was so awkward, but amazing. I was, I was here for all of
0: it. Yeah. at one. So to get rid of her, they're driving around and the guy's like, she's like, I have to go to the bathroom. Like we need to find some place to stop. So he finds a liquor store and he's like, here you go pee. And Here's like, I don't know, a 50. I don't know what he handed her. He's like, go buy a big
1: bottle of A uh, Honey. He he handed her, Did he a, hand her honey? a Hundo. <laughs> yeah, so she
0: goes into the liquor store to do his thing, and that's when he murders the first girl. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't love that he killed her too. Like to oh, me, it's kind of like,
1: yeah, you know. I didn't expect him to be at the dumpster though. because that's I like, He-he-he. so full disclosure, I watched both of these last night after we got back from getting like another familial obligation. And at one point, Matt went to go upstairs, and I was like, "I'm gonna come too." And he's like, "Are you scared of these goofy ass movies?" And I was like, "No," <laughs> but I was like, "Yeah, I kind of don't want to be downstairs when the killer comes to get me because, you know, a slasher movie is a slasher movie. It's gonna get you a little bit. Like, it's gonna okay. put you on a little bit of unease." Um, I yeah. So when he jumped out of the the, the dumpster was the only time I was like ee! in the whole movie. Um, this can we unpack the sun? Because I'm. I, I, what, I was, the my, socket, like, my note is
0: what is going on with him. There's clearly some parental issue because you see in the beginning he's talking to his mom, obviously about a little negligent. He like auditioned for a role and he yeah. got the part, and she's like, "That's not okay, whatever." Like she clearly is not paying attention to him whatsoever. Which again, like, to
1: I'm gonna defend her a little bit there because like I'm about to go on TV. I got this big fucking gig I'm about to do. The, one of the girls comes running and is like, "Man, I made a Lego." you know, the square that I want to show you. And I'm like, okay, cool story, bro. Like, here I am trying to, like, I I would say that I'd have never met a mom who isn't guilty of a little bit of brushing off their kid. If they're about to do something really important and the kid comes in with their bullshit, look at me, look at me, look how great I am. Because if you're a parent, you know, you spend a lot of time listening to your kids talk about amazing things that happen and be like oh my god that's amazing so in that moment i was willing to give her a pass until i realized it was like a little thing like she was a little negligent she was she was yeah. absentee but again i i'm ready to talk about this whole thing because i i, I want to put a pin in that for later okay yes she's a little she's a little ignoring of him but she's yeah. also about to go to an Pro- like Ryan Seacrest probably blows people off before he goes on well, air. But this kid, like,
0: there's so many things. It's like I couldn't pinpoint what was going on because Mm-mm. she mentioned him having headaches. And at one point, you see him taking medicine, but it almost looks like he's trying to overdose instead of actually take the medicine. Yeah, and like, then he gets, gets the like pills. Yeah, and then he gets totally like three. real. <laughs> like kind of cuckoo and he's pulling like he's ripping pantyhose and putting him over his face and then he pierces his own ear because I guess he wants to be punk rock so his mom will look at him and but then he goes back to being completely fine like i don't i don't quite i like i don't know what they were trying to do with his character no and i don't
1: think they knew what they were doing either because they were like hey mental health am i right like they just like like, (laughs) they were like just threw a few like what makes someone crazy let's put a stocking on his head like yeah (laughs) like they that that really
0: is it it's like they somebody got you know I guess in 1980, what, they had the DSM-3? I don't know. But, oh, like, they're they looking were looking through and they, and they were just <laughs> like, what symptoms does a person have to be mentally ill? They were like, well, Suicidal they might tech. take pills. Check. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they might put genders over par- their yeah. face. Check. <laughs> yeah. And, like, his movements were weird. Like, when he was taking his pills, he almost had, like, claw hands. And he was like, eh. Like, so, like they had some sort of paralysis i don't know like he i had really a lot don't know what they on. were trying to
1: do with him fair and you know what listen did he need a therapist absolutely did he should, should he have maybe you know got a, a little extra support for mom because he was clearly going through something absolutely <laughs> um but meanwhile he's running around like acting like a b- 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 buffoon and then we'll i'll put a pin now here okay the thing that made me most angry about this film No, the second most angry, because the most angry thing I'm really angry about. This thing I'm jokingly angry about. Okay. He fucking runs over the biker, right? Because he's not paying attention. He's busy daydreaming, which we've all been there, right? Tap the car in front of you, son of a bitch. But it's a biker, and now the whole biker gangs it, like, after you. A, why is he dressed like a priest in that scene?
0: Because he was going after a nun. But he never got the nun. Right because he got interrupted with the whole biker situation
1: Oh, so the But like literally the biker scene was just first of all I'm all about a little gratuitous boobie but it was not good boobie at all Like that girl was in an awkward the way they staged her in the car I'm not yeah. trying to be all like uh, here's how I would direct a porn but I gotta tell you the way that that scene was framed was like the least attractive way to frame that poor woman Yeah and then the guy so the, the killer jumps in the car he, he kicks your boyfriend out you're gonna stay in the car no, I'm diving. I'm doing yeah, no, diving. you get right out right away, <laughs> right? I'll button up my boobies later. <laughs> right now, it's operation get the fuck out of the car. Yeah, like, <laughs> but anywho, poor thing. She probably died. She died, right? Yeah, he killed her. No, she was saved. Oh, that's, that's right. That's she right. was under the
0: bleachers. That's and right. Then she they ran found, and
1: got, that's right. That's right. And the he cops came or
0: whatever. And then yeah. so he never got his 11 o'clock. I know he killed. had
1: one job and he screwed it up. Yeah, he really did. Although, to be fair, when she ran out of the car. I was ready to be so critical of the two guys who were crossing the street but they did get help so I couldn't even be mad. I was like, and you know what? The bikers, I boy, he really fooled them. They beat the crap out of another car. It was very upsetting. <laughs> How bad would you be if that was your car? And you're like, what did I do to you biker I know. <laughs> Clearly I'm not dressed like a priest, why are you? I don't understand. I'd be very bikers. Please don't come after me if you're a biker listening to the show. I'm all about your Alternative gangster lifestyle, but no you know what? Second you know.
0: reference to Pee-wee's Big Adventure because that <laughs> time I was like, "I say we let him go." Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> so really, I think Tim Burton may have been, you know, he Listen. and uh, he and Pee-wee, I think, took a little uh, took a little bit from New Year's Evil as well.
1: <laughs> Look well, at it, you, Paul. Serial Ribbins. killer knew to just do tequila and everything would <laughs> really be fine. The, he totally
0: but, could have gotten away with it. Yeah, and then they all would, like, yeah. Burr, burr, you know, burr,
1: burr, burr. If I ever get caught by a group of bikers, that's what I'm going to do. Because I know better. Know.
0: <laughs> it's like, everybody knows that. Like with bears, you have to play dead.
1: Right. Bikers do tequila. Do tequila. And they'll yes. find you adorable. And they'll take you on, on an adventure. They really Um, will. So, okay. I'm trying to, okay. So here's here's another gripe I have. Okay. The police in this film victim blame the punks so hard. It's bad. It's bad. Nice. I don't blame them for booing him when he's like, "I'm not gonna lie to you. Y'all bought this upon yourselves. You got to be out there effing the police and living your alternative lifestyle and your rock and or roll. And this is what you get." Like he like doesn't even mince words when he blames her and punk culture mm-hmm. for the serial killer. For the yeah, because
0: these and, are the kind we of just,
1: weirdos. like your music you you should have expected this yeah you deserve every second of this right what victim the victim blaming this movie and it's so lovely because he victim blames and nobody bats an eye everybody's just like true (laughs) like because it's 1980 and 1980 the police are going to blame the victim if the victim is not anything other than mainstream culture um so, when he gets up and he starts lecturing them, I'm like, I don't blame them for booing him. Like, he literally blames them for all of this. And, fun fact, not really any, like, other than the ones who were in the elevator, the punk rocks, really, rockers really had nothing to do with it. No, no, no punk they rock, just, though. <laughs> they, Yeah, I don't know if they actually knew what punk rock was
0: because they were jamming out to some tunes that were oh yeah they were slow dancing not yeah I don't know that that's I mean I can't speak to the LA punk rock scene in 1980 but I feel like I know enough were at
1: the viper room at that point like I don't think they were in that I feel like I
0: know enough to know that that really wasn't representative of the punk rock scene in 1980
1: in LA no in fact I'm fairly sure and certain it was way cooler and way more badass than everything in that film you say
0: badass I say probably scary
1: Oh, germy was what I was really meant
0: yeah. Uh I've, Icky. Icky might be the word. I smelly. Think
1: smelly. Ugh,
0: sweaty. dirty, and gross. dirty.
1: Yeah. Sorry, punk rockers. We love yeah, you. No but offense. we're just not. We're not. We're not anybody. That
0: we just lost our listeners that were there in the LA punk scene in 1980. Check them off with the anti-vaxxers.
1: <laughs> we're dropping. due 2022, the year we drop all of our guests like flies. Like, we're in the audience. <laughs> I mean, what do I know about punk rock? I'm wearing a cardigan and, and reading glasses. So I mean, what do I know about it? Um, I'm the least punk rock person I know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm 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 all talk. So you're a lot, like- you're a
1: lot closer to like hip in that way that I am. You've always been, you've always been the cool one. I'm always like the dork in the corner. It's like, I'm hip. And you're like kind of hit. Yeah. Cause I'm the one that's like, like so yeah, it.
0: fuck you. Fuck you. And then I try to make a joke to like add levity to the situation mm-hmm. and hope they don't actually hit
1: me. Yeah. And like, then I busted tequila colors. in the background. <laughs> yep. And people are like, why is your weird friend doing tequila? Just let her go. Isn't she cool? Don't you want to hang out with her now?
0: You don't want to kill her anymore,
1: do you?
0: <laughs> um so this movie i have to say did you were talking about how it's a slasher it legitimately kind of like gives you a little bit of the wig because you know you're downstairs home or whatever. Yeah. Uh, to remind our audience uh one of jackie's irrational fears beside the statue of liberty's face is elevators so oh. i did not like the ending of this movie because not that i ever would think mm-hmm. that i would be on the underside of an elevator no but yeah. that's scary enough and fuck you I don't like elevators i forgot. yeah
1: i forgot all about your elevator thing i'm sorry that must have been because for me i was like this is like die hard this is funny. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like i said you, yeah, was, yeah. I, I don't necessarily ever think i'll find myself on the underside but still yeah. it was scary no, it's so just i don't it's it's enough to like induce like i'm gonna have a nightmare in three days about being in
1: an about elevator being in an again elevator, so yeah. it, you know nah, that's fair that's fair um okay so i got angry when so finally the big reveal comes we realize it's the ex-husband he then tracks her her
0: current husband
1: isn't it oh i don't know if they were officially they were definitely separated i would say no Oh yeah maybe i don't know but at the end of the day basically the theme of this movie is if you are a working woman if you value your career if you dare put yourself above anyone else at any point in your life and you happen to be a wife and a mother then you deserve to be brutally murdered because F you and you are literally responsible for ruining the lives of every man in your life and this 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 and and it's just accepted like because then the son picks up the mask at the end and he's like man not so fast you negligent biatch and it's like So basically all women, so this movie to me was a reminder of just how fragile male egos were heading into the early 80s, because it was like, how dare women have this much power? How dare women work this hard? Where You know what we're going to do? We're going to write slasher movies where they die for it, or they almost die for it. And secretly you're going to cheer for the guy, because you know what? like i just could see a bunch of incel assholes with their joker posters and their scarface love and their lack of ever getting in laid ever and if incels you're welcome to stop listening to all of all of these motherfuckers sitting around being like you know what yeah women are the worst they reject us they're shameful they lie and they like it was such a like incel before incels this guy
0: yeah and oh yeah i think
1: he even says
0: the line something about her being the breadwinner and he's yes. like you castrated me
1: yes that's For doing a, my job oh, and so making money right how dare i make more money than you i know i castrated you and you know what there's still so many women today 42 years later right did i do that math right yeah want? yeah because i'm 40 yeah, so that adds 42, up Yeah, yep, that adds up 40, 42 years later, women are still like me. I better be ashamed of the fact that I'm the breadwinner. Like, no, fuck you. Yeah, I make more money than my husband. What are you gonna do about it? Like, granted, it's like $3 an hour, $3 a year more, but still, it's there. <laughs> and like, at the end of the day, like, F this. F you're, oh, you're, you're so castrated by strong women. Like, uh, and again, I can't tell if this film was trying to be woke, but she was so victimized and she never really helped herself. Yeah. That it was hard to forgive this theme of like, you see what happens when you're a woman who doesn't care for your husband and child? Look how crazy her kid is. And, it, and then it ends with the son putting on, Stu, first of all, the, I'm going to rave about how much I loved the mask use in Terror Train. I'm going to poop on how much I hated the, the use of that mask randomly at the end in this movie.
0: It, you know what? It made sense Oh, in
1: Terror Train. Right. It made it sense while they had the mask. Right. In this kind of movie, clever.
0: it made no sense
1: no and then for the fo- then the the, the son then obviously who idolizes his incel because good what does an incel love another incel like that's and this kid's clearly dealing with gender issues he's clearly dealing with depression and severe mental health disorders he's been turned on his mother by his father like it's really tragic when you think about it but like she's so victimized yeah, that i it, mean like, is it makes the me mask sick.
0: thing simply to do a callback at the end for the son so the son I, I can get so. away the with driving the ambulance off with his thing, mother. The and mask, it, like, it's the stupidest yep. callback.
1: The mask only served to have a, a device for the son then to be like the sequel, which to be fair, I don't think there is a sequel to this movie, which fuck them, they don't deserve a sequel. <laughs> I don't give you a sequel because you're just basically pooping on women. Um, no, there's no sequel. <laughs> um, yeah, so this movie was to me was like fun. Until like Oh, you ignored me, and I deserved your full attention as a husband, and I wanted you to be submissive to me. So now I'm going to kill you. And then her having to be rescued by keystones and incompetent idiots really pissed me off. And then she gets in an ambulance where she's presumably going to die anyway. After all that, she's like, yeah, because hey. there's like yeah, there The, yeah, like the last on scene hands. is her
0: son is driving the ambulance, and the ambulance driver is like dead in the dead driver's tri- in the other seat. Nice so mustache
1: you know. on the the, the uh, ambulance driver though. I was like, no, <laughs> porn stash.
0: Oh no. rip porn, porn stash. Porn
1: stash. <laughs> So yeah, so screw this movie. I give it two feminist thumbs down. It is a patriarchal bullshit, men being afraid of women gaining power in the early, late 70s, early 80s for me. What about you?
0: Yeah, it was just in general kind of a boring movie mm, even before fair. we got to that part. Like yeah. I remember pausing it at one point to get up to like, I don't know, get a drink or something. I don't know. I, I paused it at one point. I may have been letting the dog in
1: out. You're nicer than I was. I let it roll while I was going I was
0: like- <laughs> it's only been 25 minutes and i'm like are you kidding like it just it didn't hold my attention it was wow. just kind of boring it didn't hold my attention and it was like eh, i don't know like it just it didn't do anything for me
1: so so many think. long montages of bad punk rock songs like yeah i was don't know so who's scenes of who's like, career dancing
0: like we get it like we get that you're at like your new year's rock
1: and eve right Eh, like i i don't know like it was just so clearly they were trying to launch the band shadow and that was the band who performed like eight of the 10 songs so it was made in japan which was the slow song (laughs) and of course these are the most punk rock wannabe songs ever suicidal ways dumb blondes simon bar sinister temper tantrum those are the names of all the songs from the movie in nice. case you're wondering and then of course the the theme song that get played like 12 times new year's evil the titular <laughs> <New Year's laughs> evil. i love the word titular how do i miss an opportunity to use the word titular on, um but yeah so they boy did the shadow really try to make a run at it with this movie uh spoiler alert they failed <laughs> ooh, ooh. Yeah. sorry shadow I mean, I'm sure you're great. I'm sure somebody, I'm sure, listen, I'm sure they'll be at a con one day and I'll be there for it. Don't get me wrong. Hell yeah. We'll be like fucking New Year's <laughs> Eve.
0: hell yeah. yeah. and <laughs> I'll be very
1: drunk. get right. Evil. I'll be into it. Right. Um, not since G Tom Mac have I been this excited for a concert that uh of shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> um All right. So should we move on to Terror Train, also from 1980, and what I would argue is the more enjoyable and the more meat to its bones than the, of the two of these? Also? I have never seen Terror Train before. This is my either. first
0: viewing. Same. And all I got to say, two words, David Copperfield. Fuck, that's all. Are mean. you Let's kidding me? There was a baby
1: home. David Copperfield and he's a magician. And I got to tell you, I didn't realize it was, I'm going to own it. I didn't realize it was him until the end. No, <laughs> I, was I, like, I saw his name in the credits
0: and I was like, wait, like the David Copperfield. <laughs> and then when it and comes out, so I was like, that's fucking baby David Copperfield.
1: In my notes, I wrote this magician is making me feel things both good and bad and then at the end i was like it's because it's david copperfield of course he's making me feel things that are both good and bad because i was like why am i i was so convinced he was the loser kid at first that i was like why am i weirdly attracted to this guy he's not good looking and then i was like because it's david copperfield he's got animal magnetism is his magic power (laughs) this movie
0: did such a better (laughs) job with red herrings oh my god it's such a better job with like the okay so it's like So the whole plot, quick brief synopsis, is when these guys are all freshmen, they're all uh, pledging a frat, and they tricked kind of like the dorky kid into like going up to the room and sleeping with Jamie Lee Curtis. But really, he gets in bed with a cadaver because the one kid's pre-med. And then the kid freaks out. So skip ahead four years later, they're all
1: seniors. No, wait, there. wait, wait. The kid doesn't just freak out though. The kid gets tangled in curtains in like an arom- uh, uh, like an acrobatic Cirque du Soleil. That is true. And in yeah. my head, I'm like, wait, is he going to die? Is he dead? I thought is he, he gonna was going to get hung.
0: I thought he was going to get hung because <laughs> yeah, there's all these curtains everywhere and he's like, oh, 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 he's, and he's flailing and he gets all wrapped obscene. up kind of like a
1: Bugs Bunny kind of thing. I'm going to buy hot take after Kenny's reaction and getting tangled in the curtains the way he did. I'd have laughed at him too. Like that was, that was absurd. I was like, Kenny, what are you doing? Get your
0: head. It becomes, together. so it's like, skip four years later. They're I'm now sorry, all I'm seniors <laughs> and it's Christmas break or New Year's Eve, senior year. And like, they're having this big
1: frat party on a train. On New Year's, but they only say that it's New Year's Eve once. Right.
0: <laughs> and like, right away, you know, that this is going to be like a revenge movie. Like we know that Kenny is behind it. It's going to be revenge. Um, Here's, here's my hot take on Terror Train. Okay, I'm ready for it. I think, by definition, Jamie Lee Curtis is more of a legitimate final girl in this movie than she is in Halloween.
1: Wow.
0: Okay, tell me She's definitely final girl Halloween. But I think she does more as, like, defend, attack. You know, in, in Halloween, I feel like generally fight or flight takes in and she's more flight in this one I think her character uh Alana is like she plans like at one yeah. point she knows he's coming after her so she like makes sure like when he goes to stab her he, she, he's stabbing pillows like she legitimately fights she knocks she him off the train like I think she is more by the book definition final girl
1: in this movie over Halloween and wow. that's my hot take well is. so so my I'm going to be honest and say that I actually thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I do of course mm-hmm. take a little bit of pause with the like the killer and we'll talk about that later. But for the most part dude the scene where she locks herself in the little room Right? And like he's like poking all the lights out, and then he's. I thought I there were scenes that I was like, damn, this is a decent slasher movie. Like, I
0: can't believe I have not heard more about Terror Train, honestly. Right. And not that, right. that I really have my finger to the pulse per se, but I, <laughs> I feel we're like most people
1: Shh, don't tell them we're supposed to have our finger to the pulse.
0: <laughs> and like maybe I'm 42 years late to the party, but like, we are late to this party. I yeah. re- like, this, I really enjoyed it. Like, I will watch this movie again.
1: I really like
0: this movie.
1: Me too. I, I thought this, the kills were, and it's interesting because a lot of the kills actually happen off scene off Mm -hmm. like off camera and i'm here for that like i don't need i'm not in it for 80s gratuitous you know gore we don't need no i actually thought it was it was clever and and the deaths were all effective to me because like i of course both of these films fell victim to the, the the black person being the first victim which was annoying but um i i did really enjoy like I was so like I was like justice for Mitchie no, man like, terror train
0: it, the Jackson is the second victim. That's true. Ed you're gets right. it at the I gets it first, platform yeah. before and they I even leave. That, that guy
1: gets it. I liked that the kills occurred with people right around them. Like I always love a good kill while everybody else is in the room. I find that so interesting. Like I, I always say I love the op- the the cold opening of Scream Two because it's so interesting to see someone get killed in cold blood in a room full of people. I think there's something so haunting to me about that. And like uh, they they ran for it, man. They killed off all the main characters, which I found interesting. Uh, can we, well, first of all, this this film has a weird pedigree too because it's directed by Roger Spottiswood who would go on to direct like Turner and Hooch and um, Stopper by Bob will shoot Tomorrow, a oh, James Bond movie, Tomorrow Never Dies. Like he's actually got a pretty good pedigree. It also has Doc, did you recognize Doc? Doc no. is Hart har- um, Botcher who you, I knew as the bad guy um the jerk face guy from uh die hard the guy who's like friends with the wife and goes in to negotiate oh he's he... been in a ton of stuff but he's to me he's the guy from die hard
0: okay you know what it's of... been it's been like a year or two since i've watched die hard so i don't yeah. recollect him right off the top. i'd have to i'd have to yeah watch yeah it like again. if you
1: watch it you'd be like oh funny and then the other thing i liked about this movie is Derek mckinnon who plays the kenny is a pretty well-renowned re- re- drag queen and Canadian trans pr- performer. So he, mm. in this film, like when I first was like, well, this is offensive. Like I hate when they have, okay, so I'm going to own the funny part though. So the killer, it turns out that Kenny is back and on the train and it turns out to be the magician's assistant. He's a cro- he's cross-dressed. He's transgendered, presumably. My favorite part of this for me though was, I was, <laughs> I had been drinking. Okay. And I had also maybe had a little brownie, right? It's legal in New Jersey. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm looking at the magician's assistant, like three different times during the and I'm like, she's got a weird, something, it, she's got a tiny head. And I was like really obsessed with her head being too small. And I kept saying she looked like one of the Martians for Mars attacks. Like she just felt uncanny valley-ish to me. Which again, I, I'm not in any way, I'm so supportive of LGBTQ, I'm not, but it is hilarious to me that watching this movie, I was so caught up on the size of her head that at no point did I re- realize or recognize that it was, a, it was a transgendered or a cross-dressing individual. Instead, I was very caught up on his tidy head. And if you noticed when he does take off the makeup, he still has a really tiny head. So I felt very vindicated in my obsession with his head size. <laughs> So,
0: just I want to backtrack real quick. It being New Year's Eve, for some reason, everybody's in costume. So everybody what? has yeah. on, like masks, weird and ass like costumes, that. though. Yeah, like the, the guy Jackson has like a full creature from the Black Lagoon, like lizard person thing. But yeah. like everybody's in costume. Jamie which is was how, a pirate. Yeah, which is how the killer is getting away with. It's like that whole mistaken identity. Like they see the guy in the lizard costume, they think it's Jackson, mm-hmm. but it's really Kenny in the costume kind of thing like so there he's like kind of able like like you were saying he's able to kill and move in plain sight because his face is never revealed right then at some point they get the idea that because kenny when they knew him like before the whole shit went down he apparently liked magic so then they're convinced that the magician is kenny so now everybody's running from the magician and I, like the like I said the red herring it was good yeah I didn't when it was revealed that Kenny was the assistant me too, I legitimately I was, like, oh, was like no way me too
1: me didn't too I got to tell
0: you not even and remotely it, see it that I have that coming
1: Same, and again I understand we have to be we have to tread very carefully when we have a villain killer who is a transgender character or at least a cross-dressing character I recognize that we are in dangerous waters there I I would defer to the judgment of the people I know who are in the LGBTQ TQ community to determine whether or not this is problematic. It probably has a hint of problematic something to it. However, I also feel like the queer coding of Doc in this film is interesting. And I'd like to kind of look at this film as almost along the lines of Nightmare on Elm Street 2, in no way, shape, or form as obvious. But right. Doc to me is so obviously in love with Mo. Yeah. And like, so he goes out of his way to kind of sabotage Mo's relationship with his girlfriend. Right. And when yes. Mo is sitting there all sad and like depressed that she might break up with him, he's like, well, I'll always be here for you. You always have me. And like, he'll be. And then when Mo kind of laughs, he's like, no, no, I mean that. Like for real. Yeah. He's yeah. No, bitter. I got that right away yeah. too. He's embittered towards other male characters. He's angry. He's also like, to me, I think the part is that is very telling too, is when Mitchie's with who she thinks is her friend, but actually turns out to be the killer and she's like oh we you know we have that kind of open relationship or whatever i think it's because because doc is is at least questioning if not outwardly gay and not really able to be outwardly gay because it's 1980 and he's in a fraternity yeah, it's 1980 he's like right. the good looking tough macho sure he's pre-med. Boy. right you know right. clearly in
0: 1980 you cannot be gay in pre-med kind of thing like he's I think he is afraid of a stigma that at that time would come with being gay
1: right
0: and I mean this is you know and this is obviously like I think this is right prior to the AIDS epidemic in yeah, the eighties, right
1: up to leading into, yeah. yeah.
0: So it's one of those things where I, oh, I picked up on that as well. I was like, you know, and, the open relationship, his reaction to Mo's death was, was just like, that point. was
1: heartbreaking. And listen, he's a shithead, right? Like he locks Jamie Lee out of the room when she's like, help, help, help. Like that is cool. Yeah, right? He's also and- a jerk. You know, you can be a jerk, so. <laughs> right. It's a problematic representation to be sure, but it's yeah. definitely interesting. And I would almost be curious to hear like Fright School or like, uh, you know, one of the the very, very good LGBTQ horror, like even like Nightmare on Fair Street, any of them to kind of dive into this. Because again, as two straight uh, people I hesitate to kind of really dive into that yeah. too much I recognize that it's problematic at best but it I, to me it's yeah
0: I wasn't a lot of I wasn't sure yet. if it was a situation where Kenny only dressed that way
1: to get to everybody or no see I got the impression that he didn't have to be a female like I, I don't know and again I think in yeah. my head I learned learning the history of the actor himself Derek McKinnon I I think there's a certain he was hired for the role And and definitely played it comfortably because that is who he is in real life. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that that's an interesting kind of addition, like a little side note to be like, huh, he actually is, identifies as, I don't even know, I don't want to presume, but I think he identifies as transgendered. But again, like, it's a very fascinating well, I don't know. Cause he's just maybe just cross-dresser who knows, but I had to have my daughter who's very woke and will explain all of this to be explained it to me in multiple. Like she was like, all right, here's mom. I'm going to make all the distinctions, make sure you're doing this right. So I did have her talk a quick chat with her about it. My, my resident LGBTQ uh, person. But at the end of the day, I do, I think there's, there's a little bit to unpack here. I find it interesting. I think it's worth a look in that way.
0: This overall, like I said, it's, it's, it's a very good movie.
1: it it played
0: all of its parts
1: potentially problematic
0: but you know what here's the thing unfortunately it's a sign of the times i I like to you know there are problematic movies that happened back in the day one of my favorites to reference is back to the future and back to the future we're supposed to sit here and think that a white person taught um all of the black people, what rock and roll is. Oh, you know, no. I love that. That, that Michael white J. Savior. Fox, the white boy invented white rock savior. And
1: roll. You gotta love a good yeah, white savior. So trust me, to be there fair, are plenty of good movies that are problematic. To be fair, this film in no way, shape, or form degraded or made fun of the fact that he was just as the assistant. In fact, it was it was not she at no point was it an issue of contention or something that was mm. mockery like made a mockery of or anything like that it was just kind of like oh shit there he is it was is. that like, shocking Kenny, plot right twist. that was exactly. the plot
0: twist that, and it was like no one expected Kenny oh to I gotta be honest I didn't
1: anything. expect her I didn't see how I didn't see my mind a mile away and like I couldn't help but wonder like it was so funny like I said there was something to me that just was it was funny and then the whole time I just couldn't get over how tiny his little head was which is ironic because I have a tiny head so I feel like I'm very like I'm I'm projecting my own insecurities about the tininess of my own head onto this poor poor guy um but no I I really enjoyed this I thought the the like oh hey I didn't think we were gonna get any boobs at all I was I was nervous I pulled the Jackie because I was like whoa we are like a solid 45 minutes in and I haven't seen a single triangle boob and but then we got some right we got a little bit. We got it bit. wasn't a lot.
0: No. This movie, this movie went more for gratuitous like blood splatter, not even gratuitous violence because you right. really like you said a lot of the stuff was done off camera, but we got a lot of the aftermath which I liked, like the bathroom compartment where Jackson was killed. There was blood all over. When Mitchie was killed, like she got her neck slit, there was blood all over. Mitchie's like,
1: death was tough. I really yeah, like liked there was
0: <laughs> as not like I said not gratuitous violence not gratuitous you know sex or nudity but we got really good aftermath like the victim scenes yeah very bloody and yeah
1: and effective very effective this this movie works on so I'm like I really really like this one this one worked on so many yeah and I think short of maybe doc being I don't know even doc to me none of these characters were tropey which I really like Like Doc, yeah, Doc was like a punk jock frat kid, but he also was like kind of queer coded. And so that made him interesting. And Mitchie wasn't just like the best friend who's a bitch or the best friend who's a skank. Like she she was kind of a cool character. Like she helped carry the really drunk guy. And she was like, yeah, I'm I'm in an open relationship. And like, I don't know, she was, they were all to me kind of interesting characters. And it's funny because even though they all deserved not to be murdered i don't think like, it's fair to say they deserve to die for making a bad prank although who uses real dead bodies in pranks like i was like who that escalated quickly Also, like, was... what 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 freshman it's what fine. He pre-med as freshman, as freshman gets cadavers it's, it's fine he was he worked as a janitor and you need I, he, us he was, supplies
0: he's pre-med <laughs> guys guys i'm pre-med i
1: love how often they were like a bachelor's degree they were like pre-med we're pre-med yeah Stop uh it. we're pre-med Stop no, it. a... yeah
0: Also, and I can't speak to this, but I know that you can, when you're like, they, the doc seemed to already be in the fraternity. Can you be in a fraternity in freshman year? Like I thought that's when you're pledged. Yeah, I pledged.
1: Well, well, I pledged and got in freshman year. The pledges all had to wear the little beanies, which. Right. I was going to say, he
0: seemed like, I didn't pick, I didn't, I didn't think that he was a freshman. He seemed to be more of the authority in the fraternity. So oh, I, I think Doc was, was a fifth year
1: senior. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got the impression that, uh, because you're yeah, right. because I, I didn't know if you can all, get in freshman you year. Can, I mean, it depends on the fraternity, but you can, in fact, pledge freshman year. Okay. At Rowan, you weren't allowed to pledge until spring of freshman year. But right. in a lot of places, I, I bet you that's not even a rule. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's fair. And I also like, it's funny because I liked that the girls weren't in sororities. Like I thought it was a really cool, like they didn't just do the, what I thought would be an organic mix of like, well, we're the fraternity and the sororities on the right. train with us. Also, um, I can't tell if a train party is the coolest thing I've ever heard of or the most terrible idea ever. My pandemic self is like, germs, germs everywhere. Well, you know what?
0: It, that kind of situation always lends to good movie making when you have the isolated location. Yeah, Even though at train. one point they stopped and got off the train and then got back on. Um, like I they made liked it a point, that scene.
1: Yeah, they
0: made it a point to talk about how old the train was. Like the train didn't have a phone or a radio. Yeah. Um, you know, and they were kind of at the mercy of how far away to the next stop they were. So maybe I train like train cruises
1: are the next booze cruise. You know what I mean? Okay. Like a train- we can, we we can train a... cruise, train booze. Oh my booze god, cruise. maybe we should do a business. Also, I, I had to laugh at like the whole coal versus like The guy who was like, Well, coal is going to be the next big I was like, Oh, homeboy, do you not realize that they're all like fossil fuels? Like, do you, does somebody <laughs> need to teach this man, like, hmm, uh, the mm-hmm. difference between diesel and like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, And apparently, there were embargoes at this point going on with a lot of gas products. So, I guess it made because thankfully, my husband, who's so much smarter than I am, made that point to me. So, I was like, Oh. I guess it makes sense that they would be arguing over diesel versus uh, gasoline and which one's better. It turns out both, the answer is neither. It turns neither. out solar. <laughs> no, man. But yeah, no, I'm glad we watched this. I think both of these movies were good New Year's Eve's watch. Um, I'm looking forward to a whole new year of horror. I think a lot of cool horror movies are coming out this year that I'm pretty yeah. pumped for. Um, I think even you are excited for some of the remakes that are rearing their head this year, right? Am I? I think I, I am. I don't know. Are you? Let me, let me see here. I don't think Morbius should be considered. A... No, uh, new, like... I'm excited for the new Scream. That'll be coming out later. I'm in not. This I'm month. not really. Excited for the new oh, I, no. I think it's. Good.
0: I stopped watching Scream after Scream Three because I was like, "This is fine." I did watch Scream Four, and I was like. Ugh okay no, yeah a- no i am in no way shape or form excited for scream, hocus pocus scream Part 2. 28 or whatever
1: scream it's coming out really oh i'll watch yeah. it hocus pocus part two is coming out which i'm excited about um i don't know why they have all of like the marvel movies in the horror list but i take issue with that jeepers creepers can go suck a big one um yeah. i don't care that it doesn't have oh they're like oh we got rid of some it's fine no this whole franchise needs to die um hellraiser mm-hmm remake uh evil dead rises which is not a remake but as a continuation terrifier 2 we've been waiting for long and hard yeah. i gotta give i gotta give love to uh our boy david howard thornton um for terrifier and felissa
0: rose is in that one isn't she I too? do I think, love yeah. Her. yeah so yeah. i'll be she there for her. that yeah don't My care about the new things. halloween
1: ends at all i do i do i'm hoping no. they're gonna make right all the wrongs of the last movie don't care about scream i, t- I will say there are a lot of 2020 i just got i'm very for anybody at home who's a big dork like i am new york times just released the best genre movies of uh of 2021 and all five horror movies on there i have never even heard of so that is my plan for the for the remainder of winter break is to dive into all these films um because they look uh
0: 2022 salem's lot remake oh hell yeah you know me september 9th 2022
1: I am like, you know me, I'm like Charlie Brown with the football. I'm always going to give it a good shot. I will say I have been enjoying the new Chucky series. And I, I don't know if you'd hate it if you gave it a shot, but you probably would. But it's um, I do want to, I characters. do want to watch it. Um, yeah, is likey. it on Hulu? <gasps> it might be, might be.
0: Yo, so I clicked on Salem's Lot, the one that's coming out in 2022, just to see who's in it. Yeah. And my fucking homeboy, William Sadler from Demon Night and Death yeah. from Bill and Ted. He plays in, Barlow. Yeah. He's, he's in, um, um, okay. So I am super excited for Salem's Lot now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't know i'm very i'm not in love with the idea of lewis pullman i really am not no. well i was like, gonna say
0: this is salem's lot has was is one of your faves so oh i get that, that that they're like treading dream, on know, treading on possible thin ice because it's too. so tough but when, like one
1: of your favorite ones it's never had in my opinion the movie it deserves i i really like really i mean i love the original salem's lot i think it's like cheesy goodness i yeah. like the remake that they did with what's his face the kid from the eighties. yeah uh, but again i just i feel like they've never nailed it maybe i'll nail it who knows maybe maybe um before we go
0: just a, a quick a quick wrap up of 2021 yeah what were some of the favorite things you watched in 2021
1: oh i have to say most of them were not um were, were not our movies yeah. um in fact very few of my of my top movies from 2021 what are yours because mine are like Uh, they're like I really liked Cruella you're gonna laugh at me I thought that movie was amazing Jenny
0: and Lou were talking they were raving about Cruella I need to watch that they were absolutely
1: raving about it this is very late to the party but Encanto was the best Disney movies movie I've seen in years really was and again Lin-Manuel Miranda right like he's you're a wizard Lin-Manuel but um for me yeah for me Encanto was a good one I I think had I actually seen it I'm sure Based on what everybody's saying, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be quick to make my list. Um, what yeah. about you? What did you watch that you fell in love with? Um,
0: so I did not watch a ton of movies. Okay. Um, obviously, we saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters was good. I one. laughed. I cried. Yeah. It belongs in the series of movies. Very um, <laughs> promising Young Woman was
1: my big one. If I yeah. had to. Oh, my God. Did you see that? No. No. Please honestly, I Woman.
0: I spent a lot of 2021 watching TV shows that came out um have come and went like 20 years <laughs> that's ago. That's fair
1: me too. You know, too. I finally Definitely watched see Young Woman though. Please. I
0: watched The West Wing which was oh my god, it was so fantastic. I got absorbed like instantly so in The good. West Wing. Yeah, it was so so good. Um yeah, I feel like I, I honestly like I said, I focused on reading this year over watching movies and stuff like that so that was really like i said i definitely i honestly i can't remember off the top of my head any movie i mean we didn't wow okay afterlife was the first movie that we watched in the movie theater since before the pandemic
1: you know what was a big letdown for me i don't know if you saw it uh last night in soho i was like I haven't seen it and it looks so good. Really. And you know amazing. how much, oh my God. Well, you might like it. I mean, Maybe don't listen to me. What do I know? But I, you know, I love Edgar Wright. I was go, yeah. going into this with huge expectations. And I was just like, at the end, like mm. I was just like, this is this promising. To me, Promising Young Woman did what that movie couldn't do. Okay. If that makes, I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody, but I think Promising Young Woman was a, a sucker punch of a movie. Yeah. and I loved it I also if we're talking horror movies the fact that we got to see the amusement park uh the George Romero one was a big moment for me early this year yeah um yeah, like it, was said, fucking, I, it was fucking I cool. really
0: can't I'm trying to think I'm I'm assuming that no other movie really made an impact because I'm really not remembering
1: same like the big much. ones I waited for were kind of disappointing like and again it's just horror wise like Halloween was a letdown for me uh quiet place Two was just man, like i don't know I, I nothing huge you know what i keep wanting to see that i hear good things about is Pig, the the new the nick yeah. cage one we gotta watch that one we should do it for the show we it should Did really we watch
0: uh willie's wonderland or wally's wonderland 2021, in 2021
1: yeah. you really liked that one though, i
0: really liked it and yeah, oh my god his not. new movie the new movie coming out yeah, in 2022 with rough. him and uh pablo pascal mm-hmm. already my favorite movie yeah you in had me and pablo yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so
0: excited for that yeah like i said it's not not much in the way of movies definitely not much in the way of horror i think i went back to the well and just watched exorcist you know for the 7000th time this year yeah
1: there wasn't there wasn't anything that really lit my, like lit me on fire too again i missed apparently i missed a whole lot of them though because i'm looking at this list that i got from the uh, like I didn't really like the resort. Old was a giant letdown. Um, oh. the new, I you know, hot take the new Wrong Turn I really liked.
0: Yeah, Malignant I'm, was
1: meh. I'm me. behind
0: on the Wrong Turn movies. I know Sorry, there's a yeah. lot of there's sequels, like and I'm year. really behind on them.
1: Yeah, Candyman was okay. I want to see Candyman. Candyman. Yeah, I do. I that's a movie that I want to see. But I'd be lying if I if I said that Candyman was like, oh my god, Candyman. You know, yeah. Fear Street was more exciting for me than Candyman. I liked parts of Fear Street. Me too.
0: Me too. Yeah. Me too. I didn't love all of it. um Mostly just because it didn't thematically really make sense to call it Fear Street. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's a whole. I other. heard
1: where I heard the two that I really want to see that got a lot of attention were Werewolves Within, which I have not seen. I want to see that me too. It's on my list, and it's on my I'm gonna binge it over break list, and then because mm-hmm. it's the same, the Scare Me, the guy who did Scare Me. Yeah. And I, you know my feelings about scare me. I find Scare me was, was my fun. Favorite scare movie me was super 2020 fun. Oh My all time. Favorite. Like t- top 10. Like, if I'm gonna be like, you wanna watch a horror movie that's gonna blow your mind if you're not a horror fan, watch scare me. Yeah, you know, scare me was really good. Scare me was good. Candyman was meh. Um, yeah, you so I'm gonna I'm gonna post back though. I think I'm gonna try and write a blog about all these movies that I definitely miss that I'm looking forward to catching up yeah. on. Um, because I don't have a top ten of of this year list, which makes Mm-mm. me feel bad
0: yeah no Mad i was trying to think fan. of that earlier this i was trying to think of that earlier where it's like you know
1: best movies i saw best tv that i watched for, but like oh yeah most of most of my best stuff was either marvel universe or like you yeah. know other geeky worlds that i love yeah in, like so. i really
0: liked i finally this year watched wandavision oh, uh Wanda just it, that came out this year right or end of last year, maybe I don't
1: remember, but it's so good that I'm. I don't, to... I don't
0: remember. Falcon and
1: Winter Soldier was a year. Hawkeye was really good. I
0: wasn't. I watched one episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I told Chad, "I'm like, you can finish it." Like that really? one didn't uh, hold my attention. Loki. We still need awesome, to watch okay. Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye is uh, really. We good. liked.
1: We liked Loki. Loki we both, was awesome. We, Chad yeah. and I
0: both really liked Loki.
1: I mean, but I'm such a like Marvel Universe geek that I'm here for all of them. Yeah, even Black Widow. I really enjoyed the movie. I we thought still it was need really to good. watch yeah. Black Widow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're 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 behind on Marvel. My mom really wants to watch uh oh what's the one with The Rock? The 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 Jungle Cruise.
1: Eh, it was eh.
0: Yeah. She yeah, loves she loves The Rock. Day. And <laughs> she also said she's she kind of thinks that they have elements it's like kind of a slight maybe remake of The African Queen. Which is a movie. It has that really vibe. Yeah, it has some vibes. Yeah. yeah. So I told her I think it's mostly based on the ride. I said, but it may be a little bit of both, a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. So she wants to see that. So hopefully, my mama will feel better and be cleared of COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, she doesn't have COVID, but she got exposed. We think oh, so. She's that. getting tested soon. Yeah. So as soon as we find out she's clear,
1: she's gonna All come snuggles, over. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're gonna snuggle and we're gonna watch Jungle Cruise.
1: Yay. All right, well, that about does it for our New Year's celebration. Happy New Year, love. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you are handling the the dreary existential crisis that is January with all the grace and happiness and safety that you can possibly. I'm
0: excited because uh, we're going to be continuing. We're going to be picking back up on our decades of horror. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're We're going to figure out how far we want to go. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be hitting the seventies and you know, we're going to keep on going with that. So pepper it out throughout the year. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to do our other episodes in between, but yeah. we're going to keep going on our, our decades episode. And we've got a lot of fun stuff planned. We've got a lot yeah. of fun guests lined up. So That's right. good, good times in 2022 in, in, in the ghouls camp.
1: Yep. And to all of our loyal fans, thank you so much for listening. We are so excited to be doing as well as we are and to have as much, uh, just support as we do. I love getting emails and messages. And so please hit us up. We love hearing from fans. What did you love and hate in 2021? What are you excited for for 2022? Let us know.
0: Don't forget to check us out on social media or your favorite podcasting app. Just search Jersey ghouls and you will find us. You can also find us on the world wide web at www.jerseyghouls.com. Uh, buh, bye. Uh, buh, bye. <laughs>